This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Americans born after the early 90s have a less than stellar claim to fame. They're much more likely to be arrested than those who are older. And those arrests and convictions can have lifelong consequences. Their earnings are lower, so due to an arrest, they lose $6,000 per year. And since they're in the labor market for 40 years, that's a quarter of a million dollars and less. Then, veterans are being warned of a coming public health crisis. Recent research shows higher rates of heart disease among vets. There's probably something about war fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan that's created different psychological experience of warfare than what veterans tended to have in the past. Those two interviews and more are straight ahead. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Recent research reveals a disturbing trend. Younger Americans are much more likely to be arrested than previous generations. Joining us is James P. Smith, author of the study and distinguished chair in labor markets and demographic studies at RAND, a nonprofit research organization. Jim, before we get to the results of your study, tell us how you went about doing this research. What was the source of your data? The source of my data, there is a survey I've used throughout my research career, which looked at people's lives, and they re-interview them every two years. So these people and their children have been part of the study for over 50 years. I added a module asking people about their interaction with the criminal justice system that included question on whether they had been arrested, how many times they had been arrested, whether they had been convicted of crimes, and what their life was like in all other ways, like their marriage history, their labor force history, whether they were working or not working. So I had all this information, and the information I added was the interaction before age 26, so it's when they were adolescents and children on arrests and convictions. So the findings were that Americans under the age of 26 are much more likely to be arrested. How did race factor into your findings? Well, a typical view of interactions with the criminal justice system was that it was a black male problem, that black men were arrested a lot by the police and They went to jail, and when people talked about the issue of arrest, they always thought they were talking about black men. That era is over. The biggest increase we observe over time is not among black men. It's actually among white women. It was unheard of in my youth for a white woman to be arrested. It's not unheard of anymore. They have the biggest increase over time. White men have a much bigger increase over time in arrests than black men. There's still a difference. So black male arrests are higher than white male arrests, and male arrests are higher than female arrests, but the differences have become smaller and smaller over time. It is now an American problem of all groups, not just black men. Was your research able to find out if these were misdemeanors or felonies or what types of crimes were being committed? Oh, yes. 
we asked them what the reason for the arrest was. So they would tell us whether related to drug abuse, violent crimes like theft or underage drinking. So for every arrest, we actually know why they were arrested. Drug arrests have been much more common and there's a lot more robberies going on, but that's about 30% of the total. All the reasons for arrest have been increasing over time over the last 50 years. So it's not a single issue problem in America. We're talking with James P. Smith, author of a study into the fact that Americans under the age of 26 are much more likely to be arrested than Americans born in previous decades. James is the Distinguished Chair in Labor Markets and Demographic Studies at RAND, which is a nonprofit research organization. What did you find in terms of the impact over the lives of these people after the arrest? That, again, is very interesting because the impacts are enormous because we know what happened to their lives since they're in these surveys for their entire life. The first thing that happens when I summarize it is they're much less likely to get married, stay married. So they don't form partnerships well. Having that label attached to you is not an asset in the marriage market. But then you go through all the other things that are important in adult life. They're much less likely to work. They spend significant amount of time out of work. Then their incomes are lower and their earnings are lower. So my estimate is that due to an arrest, they lose $6,000 per year. And since they're in the labor market for 40 years, that's a quarter of a million dollars less because of this arrest. So through every dimension I looked at, their lives were less than they would have been. And the impact since such a large fraction of people are getting arrested into their youth, this is having a big impact on the American economy. How about education levels for those arrested? Were these people mostly high school graduates or were there college graduates in there? Oh, yes. This problem is much more common among those who, say, did not graduate from high school. In that population now, if we look at the youngest people in my study before they were 26, 60% of them have been arrested at least once. The majority, the average person in that education group has been arrested at least once. It's not non-existent among college graduates, but it's way less than that. It's more like 20% among people who went to college and 60% among those who did not graduate high school. Do you see any steps that should be taken in society or in government to reverse this trend? There have to be, because the impact of this is just too large. Not only on people's lives when they become adults, I mean, there's an enormous impact, but the American economy, the American quality of life, this is having an enormous impact on all the things that matter to America. And there are a number of things we have to do, I think. Getting all sides around the table, including the enforcement side. In my own view, we were over-enforcing bad behavior where it was leading to arrest. When I was young, it would lead to a conversation, but it would not lead straight on to arrest. And not only are you arrested, but you're receiving the label of arrest, and you have to report that label to your employer or when you go into the labor force. 
I think we have to have a serious rethinking of that, where misbehavior is too quickly leading to arrest, and that's very damaging to the individuals involved, but also very damaging to the American economy. And it is a conversation. It's not for me alone to decide. We should have law enforcement there. We should have the other people there deciding when should we translate misbehavior during childhood years into an arrest. And I think we have to get a little softer on that. And then the other side of this is not only enforcement that's producing this. There are some fundamental problems in American family life. American family life is much harder than it was when you were a kid. And when I was a kid, there's a lot of misbehavior going on between parents and the separation, divorce, but also kids are seeing things in their family that we didn't see. And we have to do a better job tackling that. There's nothing easy about this, but it is absolutely necessary. Your study dealt with Americans, and I'm just wondering if you have any idea what's happening in other countries that maybe parallel this or is different from uh, the situation in our country. I have a bit of an idea. I also do a lot of studies in other countries. One of the countries that I've studied a lot is England, and I do parallel work on America and England because it can be helpful to say, well, why isn't this happening in England if it's happening here? And the arrest behavior and this really rapid increase in arrest in America is not happening anywhere near the same level in England. That's instructional to us. Another aspect of this that we knew about is what's called deaths of despair, that there's been an increase in mortality in the younger generations in America. And some of that increase is being produced by drug overdoses and suicide, and we're not seeing that in England. So there are lessons to be learned. James P. Smith, Distinguished Chair in Labor Markets and Demographic Studies at RAND, which is a nonprofit research organization. Jim, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Next, a possible health crisis affecting America's veterans. That story, coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this. 